Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast, where Maureen is joining me from a car placed so that she can hotspot because the wind and the rain and the storm. What was the storm called? Aisha. What was it? Aisha. Aisha. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice name, actually. And there's another one common called Jocelyn. Jocelyn? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. Jocelyn's on the way. Yeah, very bad storm. Um, wait, how on the way is she? Because will I be able to land? Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, you will, because I don't know. <laughs> Better but... check that one out. Mm. But I, I don't know, was the UK hit as bad as we were? Or maybe yeah. parts of it, but I'm not sure. London never seems to be that bad. Touch wood. You know, I think it seems to be most on the coast, like, because that's where I think it was mostly bad here, was right on, like, the west coast. It was very bad. Very bad. Like, literally, no power, no power anywhere last night or yesterday evening from, like, six o'clock until it came back today, I think, in my house at 12-ish. Hmm. Well, so they do an interesting thing here called load shedding, which is where they stop the power for certain periods of the day. Now, it's actually meant to be right now. So if all the lights turn out, that like that's what's happened. But I don't know why it's not. But yeah, basically, like everything's really corrupt here and there's only one electricity company and they can't produce enough electricity to like to su- supply everyone so they have like certain areas that are shut off at certain times so you can look up like when load shedding is happening in your area that's mad yeah. so how will you have wi-fi then or are you hot spot <laughs> yeah, so i mean one it's not happened but two like most places have a generator that will like do certain things so that like, you can do wi-fi but you can't like the plugs and the lights don't work all right okay that's a bit strange, isn't it? For such a big place. Yeah. Also, so I'm leaving tomorrow and I was like, what do I still need to try? Have you ever heard of rusks? Rusks? They're like the kids' biscuits, are they not? Yeah, but like people, everyone here eats them, right? The hot, really? like, it's like rock solid. Oh no, that's not what I was thinking of. It's like a crust, it's like a crust that's like been left for maybe five years. Like, and I tried to bite it. I was like, that's going to crack my teeth. I've spent a lot of money on these teeth now. No. Yeah, no, you want to you mind them. Yeah. And you haven't um, seen the penguins? No, it was too far. Ah. Uh, mm. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, although I did. So this weekend we went to, what's it called? Like a Kirsten Bosch or something? I don't know. It's like the most beautiful gardens I've ever seen. Like, honestly, like breathtaking, right? But... I, m- me and one other girl thought that we were going for brunch at the gardens, right? So we were like, oh yeah. And then another guy was like, oh, I think some of us are going to walk into the gardens. And then like, if you want to just get an Uber, you can get an Uber. And I was like, oh yeah, like I'll, I'll walk into the gardens. And then we were in the Uber going to like the start of the walk, right? And one of the guys was like, have you told everyone like what to expect? Because they were like, oh yeah, bring some water. I was like, all right then, fine. So I bought like, a coke sized bottle of water and that that was it no no no. we walked over the top of table mountain 
a four and a half hour hike. Everybody <laughs> ran out of water. It was the hottest day of the year. And like no one had any idea what they were like letting themselves in for. But it was one of the most beautiful things. Like it, the the hike was so different as well the whole way up. Like you literally like walking up this mountain and then there was like um, a big, I guess, like reservoir at the top. So we went swimming in that. And then it was like a beach. And then on the way down, it was like a jungle. And it was like, it had everything. It was amazing. Oh, all those, I love all those activities where you like, well, when you plan them, but nearly sometimes the ones that you don't plan, they're nearly the best ones. And also then, then you're not kind of overthinking like, oh, will I have enough water? Or like, how long is this going to be? Or like, if right at the start, I'd known how hard it was going to be. I mean, I still would have done it, but like, I would have been like, oh God, Stein, this is going to be long. Whereas, because you have no concept. Yeah. Like, I love that. You have Ross, your daughter. Ross Edgley of like, be naive enough to start and stubborn enough not to stop. Mm. There you go. And so you had no snacks or nothing. Pardon? No apples, no pears. You had no snacks or anything with you no apples and then I actually genuinely it was so hot if I had an apple it would have been a stewed apple <laughs> yeah right and then oh, when we got fun. to the other side I hadn't eaten because you know, I thought we were going for brunch right and then we got there at like half two it took an hour for food to come and it wasn't good it was so oh dis- no I know what did you get I got some fish and it just wasn't. of all things to order when you're starving I find that fish when you're really hungry it's not that filling personal opinion yeah same but the other option was like a chicken sandwich and I thought that's going to be quite small and then Jodie got it and it was looked just the best thing I've ever seen and I was like damn it no you seem to lose I know it was very sad Anyway, I've 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 got over it. Although it was very windy here yesterday as well, to the extent that we went out for drinks and everyone had to hold their glasses and people's glasses were getting blo- like an actual glass was blowing away. It's really dangerous. Yeah, they were just like smashing and stuff. We're like, I think we should probably go inside. Oh my gosh. What degrees? Pardon? What degrees is it? Uh, thirty-three. Mm. Yeah. Be melting. I'm going to die coming home tomorrow. You're going to freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The joys. Can we answer some questions? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Advice on cardio recovery. Cracking in Apple Watch app. I have been a bit silly on this and have been watching mine go down from 37 in September when I joined Commit to 6 to 24 this week and assuming this was a good thing. However, just been reading up and it says it's bad. I'm walking 5k every day and three gym workouts per week. I've no idea what what is it? Recovery on an Apple Watch? Yeah, it's like I think it's how the how many beats it's to do with your however your recovery rate within like 60 seconds of rest, I think. But like is I'm it, not familiar with Apple Watches at all. Is it heart rate variability? I I'm not sure. I, no, I don't think so because that's seconds, isn't it? 
I, I definitely wouldn't read into it no matter what it is, but I can't see exactly what it is. Oh, cardio recovery. What is it on Apple Watch? Hold on. Da, 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 da. Among the newer features of the Watch OS is something Apple calls cardio recovery. Um, follow along for a detailed look at what the feature is. Okay. Um, mm, 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 mm. heart rate recovery measures how much your heart rate decreases immediately after you exercise okay so quick yeah how quickly and I was partly right as with heart rate variability heart rate recovery offers a look at the heart health and how fast it responds to no so if it's going down and you're recovering quicker after exercise i.e your heart rate elevation is normalizing quicker that would show that you are fit so that is a good thing yeah because gone down from 37 to 20 but yeah. at the same time i don't think it's really anything to be paying attention to really like what difference does it make i, I don't think so although it is probably one of the more accurate things because like if it's accurately measuring heart rate and it's showing how quickly essentially you recover from exercise or your heart rate recovers from exercise and that that probably is quite a good sign okay well then you're on the right track keep I'm doing what you're well doing done. great yeah and gold star okay you ready for the next one yes i am how do you know when you should go back to the gym after being poorly with something like a flu or another virus that has wiped you out versus using it as an excuse not to go well, I'm sure you can't relate to this. No, not at all. No. Yeah. I, I like. I went to the gym one day when I thought I was fine, and I was very ill and nearly passed out. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> well, I, I genuinely thought at first I thought I was fine, and then once I started to actually exert myself, I was like, I'm definitely not fine. Um. Yeah, but now I'd be kind of feeling like, I don't know, it's really hard to know. Mm. It depends on, it really depends on how you feel and severity of your illness. I would always, I mean, like, you've got plenty of time to get back into exercise. If, if for example, it like, oh, the worst thing that's going to happen here is you probably could have gone to the gym on Monday, but you wait until Wednesday to go. I'd probably rather you err on the side of caution than go back on Monday and then find that you're not recovering as well. Or worse, like, I'm pretty sure Ruth was saying she ended up getting, like, pneumonia or something from going back to the gym too quickly. Like, you know, you can have, like, long-term problems if you go back too quickly and you don't really listen to your body and you push yourself and you push through. So I would much rather you err on the side of caution. But this is also where a coach is really handy because it's so tempting. When it's yourself, it's so tempting to be like, I might even feel better if I've been to the gym. You can talk yourself into anything. But if you've got a coach who's like, from an external standpoint, no, this is when you're going back. Like, how are you feeling? You know, some people are like, oh, I'm still getting out of breath walking. Should I go back to gym? No, no, you shouldn't. You should feel better first and then think about it. And then ease yourself. Yeah. I'm totally like that now, whereas... I, I'm kind of getting my energy back, like my giddiness back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to the gym. But like, 
absolutely no way am I fit for it. Like, in, so yeah, you kind of have to, but I don't think, you know, you'd know if you were actually making an excuse and you weren't ill. Like she's saying versus using it as an excuse not to go. Like, I don't think that would be the case. Yeah. Okay. You're going to love this one. You okay. do You do love a bit of a gut microbiome. Oh, I do love gut microbiome. Okay. Gut health is being talked about everywhere at the moment. And a lot of products you can buy to support this. In fact, Tim Spector and M&S have produced a kefir shot. But at £2 a time, it's expensive. ESG. I just know you will have researched this and would love to know your take on it. Thanks. Well, a kefir shot is good, but you don't have to buy the M&S one. You know, you could have any other like fermented food that might be a hell of a lot cheaper and would still give you benefits. Um, be very wary of all of the affiliations that Tim Spector has and that everything he says is usually linked to some kind of supplement or something that he's backing or selling and there's like an agenda to it uh i also think that the gut microbiome is so interesting and i do think that in the next 20 to 30 years we'll be hearing more and more about it and we'll know more and more about it but at the moment we do not know enough like if you do the basics which is have a variety of fruit and veg put some fermented food in your diet and like stay active that's as much as you need to do you don't need to worry about anything else um even things like probiotics most of them don't actually reach your gut because of the acidity in your stomach right so you're paying a lot of money for supplements that aren't doing anything um yeah and then the, one of the most interesting things that i read about recently was that most people will take um poo samples um like for example if you're doing the zoe diet you send off your poo sample it's going to tell you something about something what your gut microbiome's like blah 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 one you literally can never do like there is no way that you could just take a poo sample put it in the post and it'd be able to tell you stuff like you would need to freeze that at probably minus 80 to have any kind of resemblance of what was actually there not based off you know what's happened when it's been in the post and blah blah blah, blah. so firstly no scientist would ever do that secondly the the interesting bit of research is that they've now shown that your poo sample isn't actually that indicative of what's going on in your gut microbiome. So now you're looking at a measure that's probably inaccurate because of the way it's been stored. And secondly, isn't even measuring what you want it to measure. So what's the point? Like, I don't think it's going to tell you literally anything. And I, and I think at some point we probably will get to more personalized nutrition and that, that will be quite interesting, but we're not there yet by any stretch. And it's way over complicating things and putting a lot of price barriers up to people who just like don't need that. And what's been interesting about being out here is I've been hanging around with quite a lot of entrepreneurs. And what I've realized, and I've never actually, I don't think I've ever seen it from this perspective, but they are entrepreneurs first and whatever business they work in second, right? So like, as an example, one of my mates out here, he runs a dating app for cougars so like older women and he runs an instagram scheduling app and he runs another business that basically is a platform where um like businesses or i guess like institutions can share like 
how to onboard their new um, employees and things, right? So like a kind of information bank. And I wouldn't say like massively passionate about any of those. Like certainly not passionate about cougar dating. Like he has an amazing wife who that you know he's loyal to and that's the way he wants to live his life. Now, but he is an entrepreneur, right? And then I met someone who owns a supplement company and I won't say which one they are, but I I don't rate the supplements. Um, but he's not a supplement person, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He's like, this is a product I'm gonna sell, as opposed to caring about like the science behind the product as such. I mean, there's probably an element of crossover, but it's like I'm a marketer, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a so it's interesting seeing the biases behind it. And I think what you have to remember with a lot of these things is their businesses at the end of the day, like at the or or first and foremost, their businesses. Secondary, do they care about like if that product's actually even of benefit or more to the point that it's not their expertise so they're probably going to get another expert to tell them that it is or it isn't and they'll obviously have a bias as well so anyway it's just been a different way of like an insight into things and seeing how things work from another perspective yeah not that fast for probiotics do you think though that people really need to be paying attention to their gut microbiome. Like, I think it's just massively overcomplicating everything. And even if it is, you know, even if there is advancements on it, like, is there really for people actually paying that much attention to it? No. It would be, like, I mean, that's, I mean, like, if you just have, and the vast majority of things that people obsess over are irrelevant if you just have a varied diet. Like that's that's the fundamental. A varied diet, don't eat too much, don't eat too little, get in some protein, get in some fruit and veg. Like that's how simple it should be. Like someone asked me today on my story, like well, what's better, soy milk or like oat milk in your coffee? And it's like, it, it does not matter. Like it doesn't matter. What tastes nicer to you? That's what you should be worried about. And and for most people, it's like, oh, I'm really obsessing over that. And then it's like, they have McDonald's twice a week. I'm like, that's a far bigger contributor to, like, you know, not being the healthiest diet than the fact that you're having a splash of oat milk versus soy milk in your in your coffee every morning. Like, it makes no difference. You need to be on the bovine. <laughs> bovine. Um, what's your what's your coffee? What do you drink? I drink a skinny flat white and I was in a coffee shop today and they didn't have low fat milk and it's not, I'm not like low fat, oh, the calories. It's just like, I prefer the taste of the low fat milk. It tastes like cream. Like if, when you're used to low fat milk and you have full fat milk, not only does it taste like cream and, and not, not in a nice way, but it tastes like cow to me. I'm like, I can <laughs> taste the cow in this. Like it's so, yeah, no, I get you. I, I, yeah. I always have like a, a skinny flat white before I moved on to oat milk and progressed, you know. Um I I do like oat milk, but I just can't get most like place around here like they wouldn't have it. But like I can buy it in a shop and make it at home, but not out somewhere. But it is lovely. It's it's like delish. Yeah. Top tier. Top tier. Okay, this question is like very specific to a person. There's a lot of numbers and stuff. Okay, ready. I have a question, read BMI and realistic targets. I'm five foot four and 75 kg. 
I've put on 5 kg in the last 14 months. I'm 45. I've always maintained weight at around 70 kg. I lift, do high rocks, I run. Resting heart rate is 43, BP is fine. I'm at 1500 to 1750 cals and usually towards the top end of this. Steps average around 10,000 per day. For me to be at the top end of a healthy weight for my height, I'd need to drop to 67 kg. Would this be an unrealistic target? How important would it be for me to be in a healthy range rather than overweight in terms of long-term health? Very good question. I'm going to make it a little bit more broad. I mean, first and foremost, the best predictor of health is fitness. So that's way more important than BMI. Like, and research shows that as well, right? If you're overweight but fit, you are more healthy than someone who is a in a healthy BMI range but isn't fit. Like fitness is is the biggest predictor. So if you've got a resting heart rate of what did you say, 48? Me, 43. Like that's that's phenomenal, right? That's so, so impressive. Saying that, the research also shows that if you are fit within a healthy BMI range, you are healthier, right? Now, there might be, you might be a slight exception to the rule in that if you are carrying a lot of muscle mass, that top end of the BMI range, you could probably push a little bit further, right? So if you're saying I need to be 67 kilograms, but I'm 70, should I really push myself to get to 67? Will it make that much of a difference? I haven't seen your exact physique, but I would say probably not, um, unless you're storing quite a lot of body fat. And again, within that, like where you store that body fat matters as well. So we know that if you store it more centrally, that's going to give you a higher risk of health complications than if you're storing it peripherally. So like around your arms or your legs. Um, so all these things kind of need to be factored in. Uh, but I had a, a comment about this the other day, like, oh, BMI is so stupid, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, for the vast majority of people, it's not. Like, unless you are a rugby player, a wrestler, a powerlifter or something, for most people, on a population level, it's quite a good gauge of if you're somewhere within this range, you know, they're not saying you need to weigh an exact amount. If you're somewhere within this range, that's probably a good mark of your health, right? And it's useful to have some kind of bracket to aim for. Otherwise, people just, you know, would have absolutely nothing to aim for. So is BMI useful? Yes. But do you also need to like caveat that? I always say that like BMI plus a bit of common sense. You know, if you go into a doctor's surgery and you're shredded bodybuilder and you happen to be over your BMI, they're not going to be like, you need to lose weight. Well, actually, they might because they might be like, you're carrying a lot of muscle mass and actually being heavy generally if you were. Anyway, it's unlikely, right? If you, if you kind of like use a bit of common sense and you're around that BMI range and you're really fit and you're really healthy, like with this individual, would I be that worried about your health in regards to fat loss? No, not really. You're not far off the top of range you carry a lot of muscle mass you're fit and you're healthy fine yeah i have nothing to add somebody else has kind of asked the same question like similar but i think everything i don't know why but you just went completely silent oh did i can you hear me now yeah i don't know why it's doing that has it been happening the whole time Oh, it just it just did it like does it now and again but just like for like one word it's just like nothing 
Oh, well, what I was saying was somebody else has just asked like a very similar question, but I think you've covered everything. Okay. 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 Next question. Whoop. What's your favorite weight-based exercise and why? Mine is a single arm dumbbell row because I can lift quite heavy compared to other dumbbell exercises. And it makes me feel like a boss lady. A boss lady. Um, I love it. Single Ooh. arm. Single arm rows are pretty sweet. They'd be up there for me. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say chinos, but then that's not a not a weights-based exercise. No. No. I also I like um chest press. press. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I must. I must. I must approve. I like an RDL or a deadlift. And similar to, to this person, I just like to feel like a fucking strong ass motherfucker. Fair enough. Yeah. Um okay. On the weeks I have more in the tank, I would like to increase my workouts from four to five. At the moment, I am completing the gym workouts two times upper, two times lower and hitting my targets for steps and calories. Would it be more beneficial for the fifth workout to be cardio or resistance if the goal is fat loss slash recomp? Thanks. If you're recovering well, you could do another resistance training session. If you think you're probably kind of maxing out your recovery, then I would just do some cardio. And the, your extra resistance training session, I would probably do it as like a bit of a bonus, bit of a fun workout. And I would pick the things that either you enjoy doing and you want to get better at or that you're not very good at and you want to improve. So like, say you're like, oh, really want to build my shoulders. Cool. Do, do some extra shoulder work in that bonus session. Or if you're like, oh, I really want to get better at pull-ups. Okay, do some pull-up practice in that session or maybe both, you know? And I would kind of just like make it up. And there's no reason as well that you can't do... 20 minutes of resistance training and 20 minutes of cardio. Yeah, I would definitely add in a bit of cardio. Like even if that was just circuits or something, just literally for the pure health benefits of like, you know, improving your cardio fitness as well. And I, I'm nearly sure this person, that is kind of a part of her goal. I'm nearly sure if she mentioned in one of her check-ins, maybe I'm making that up. But like, you know, adding in weight-based exercise, but maybe higher reps and doing like circuits and stuff like that is kind of nice and good to get a bit of both i agree um that's all questions oh good because i was just gonna say this isn't our best one due to the reception issue but um great that we got through them and we are going to be back next week with hopefully more internet connection no more storms and some excellent questions to go through so thank you very much for for making the effort in the car no problem bye Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, wait. We haven't told everyone what? that they need to be on the waiting list for Commit to Six. They have how long? Well, it depends when they upload this. They they basically they need oh, to. Okay. There's a link in the show notes. Make sure you click on it because you need to get in there to get a discount on Commit to Six. And only people on that waiting list will get this. Okay. And you must do a post. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, now we can leave. Okay, bye.